Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen. Turn with me, if you can keep up or look at the screen. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Genesis 8, 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Let's read it again. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. So are these things going to cease anytime soon? Long as the earth remains, as long as the earth is here, these things are in motion and they will be in motion. There's no getting around it. Today what we're going to do is we're going to focus on the spiritual law of seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Notice again Genesis 8.22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and if we skip all the way to the end, shall not cease. So I want you to say that with me. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Now let's do this again. Seed time and harvest shall not cease. Say it again. Seed time and harvest shall not cease. One more time for good measure. Seed time and harvest shall not cease. Okay, so what's not ceasing? Seed time and harvest. Okay, seed time and harvest are not going to cease. They are spiritual laws, okay, that God set in motion, and you cannot change it. God spoke it. It is His Word. It is unchangeable. That means seed time and harvest is going to happen, okay? It is in motion, and it's not going to cease while the earth remains. Now, another word that we see in the Bible uh, that we probably use more often is the law of sowing and reaping. And it's the same thing. Um, The law of sowing and reaping is another version or way of saying the spiritual law of seed time and harvest. And we don't have to be a farmer to know that apple seeds produce what? Apples. I didn't have to get an education in farming to know that. I knew all along that apples do not produce bananas. Okay? Right? Corn does not produce oranges, all right? We know that, right? We've just all been, you, know, you can be a city boy and know that. You know, you don't have to know a lot about this. The fact is, is that the spiritual law of seed time and harvest of sowing and reaping is integrated with natural law. We see it in everything. Let's look at what the Word of God has to say, just to give us an idea of how impactful seed is all the way back in the beginning genesis chapter 1 look at verses 11 and 12 then god said let the earth bring forth grass the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind everybody say according to its kind so what are we talking about we're talking about seeds according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. So again, what does this say? It says that a banana tree doesn't produce oranges, right? Banana tree produces what? Bananas, all right? So in other words, the seed uh, in every living thing, There's a seed, 
all right? And that seed, uh, which is in itself, in that item, produces after what? It's kind, okay? Now, if we skip on down to verse 21, let's move on beyond those type of living things and look at like creatures and so on. So we go down to verse 21 and 22 of Genesis 1. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind. There's that word again. And every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good and God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. There's only one way for that to happen. The law of sowing and reaping. So be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. You and I are a result of the law of sowing and reaping. Everything in this world that is living is part of that law. There's no getting around it. That is the way God created things. All of your life, you've been operating by the seed principle, and you probably weren't even aware of it. Most of you weren't. And as we teach this, I'm asking you to open your eyes to the fact that that this is such a blessing in our life if we will just stop for a little bit and look at what we are sowing, okay? What we are doing in our life. You have so much power and control over your life, and these What we're going to look at today shows you, you are in control. Everybody wants to say, well, it will be whatever will be will be. Whatever God wills will happen. Hogwash. God put it in your control. Now, he gave his general word. He gave spiritual laws. He gave us some some restrictions, so to speak. But you are in control of things. You determine where you are financially. I'm serious. You determine it. You determine almost everything in your life because, again, of the law of sowing and reaping or the spiritual law of seed time and harvest. What we have to do is ask the Lord to open our understanding to the level that we realize we have far more control than we realize so that we can release that power and walk in the level of blessing that God would like us to walk in. I believe some of us have touched... Uh, touched it and in some areas of our life maybe more than others but the fact is how many got room to grow how many got things in your life that you want to see change that you want to see you want to see relationships repaired and recharged and better than they are you want to see your finances increase you want to see your health increase you want to see everything in life increase that is the nature of god what is the command that god gave man and gave these animals Be fruitful and multiply. Be blessed. Amen? Grow, increase. Everything with God is that way. It grows and increases. Praise God for that. That is who God is. Now, the law of sowing and reaping, we need to understand, is an absolute law. And what I mean by that, it will work whether you believe it or not. You don't have to believe in the law to get it to work. For example, if I swan dive off a 50-foot building, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to land, not like a graceful swan, (laughs) I'm going to land on the ground, possibly kill myself or at least wreck my body, okay, up pretty good. Now, the fact is, I can say all the way down, I don't believe in gravity, and splat, I don't believe in gravity, you know. 
Is my believing gravity affect gravity at all? Why? Because gravity is a natural law that God placed in the earth. It's going to work whether you believe it or not. Well, the spiritual law of seed, time, and harvest has been working in your life all your life. (laughs) And again, a lot of it you weren't even aware of. And the fact is, is it's working whether you believe. You can say, I don't believe that. It doesn't matter what you believe. It is a spiritual law. And also a natural law. The fact is, it's working all the time. What we need to learn is, how do I get it to work for my benefit? How how do I get it to work for me and not necessarily always, what, against me? Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 9 reinforces this. It's telling us, God is talking to us, to Christians, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he, now and then, then he gives us an example. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Verse 9. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. In other words, if we don't quit. All right. Now we're going to reap no matter what. But the fact is, what he's saying is, you're doing good things, don't give up. That harvest is coming around. Don't let go of it. Listen to me carefully. Whatever a man sows, he reaps. Period. Now, what can you sow? Anything. (laughs) That's the thing. You can sow anything. You can sow mercy. You can sow love. You can sow forgiveness. You can sow finances. You can sow... You think of it. I mean, you can sow Afghans, all right? And guess what you're going to reap? Probably a lot of Afghans, all right? Or what I should say is, if you're sowing those kind of things to help people, what are you going to reap? You're going to reap help in that, that same way, that same vein or fashion. The fact is, everything according to its kind. So whatever we sow. So if you're a generous person, if you are consistently generous, I don't mean just finances, I mean every area of your life. No matter what someone asks of you, you're generous about it. You're not stingy about it. You don't say, let me get back with you. You're just a generous person in every area of your life. What are you going to reap back? You're going to reap back generosity coming back to you in every area of your life. But we all like that, don't we? But the problem is, in order to reap something, you had to have what? Sown something. See, we love people to treat us nice, don't we? We love people to be a blessing to us. We love that. But we got to realize, in order to live like that, did you know you could live that way? You could live with people always forgiving you, always showing you mercy, always giving you favor, always helping you, always blessing you. But what do you got to be doing? You got to be living that way. Isn't God a genius? He made a system that would work. (laughs) Listen, it works for him, didn't it? He sowed the greatest seed he could sow in Christ. And what did he get? He reaped everybody. He did. You might say, well, not everybody's saved. Everybody is saved, guys, in the sense that in Christ, it's all been bought and paid for. All we have to do is what? Receive the free gift. So technically speaking, everybody in the mind of God, it's all available. Every single person, all they have to do is say yes to the gift. That's what he reaped when he sowed the greatest seed he could possibly sow. 
What can we do in our life if we would understand this principle? If we would get it to work for us, if we would use it rightly, it would change your life. And some of you have already experienced some of this, but you can take it to a whole nother level. And if you just get out of the mindset, the prosperity part, which seems to be the first thing that engages when you think of sowing and reaping for a lot of us, that's good and that's well, but how many know that there's more to life than just the money part? There's just the, yeah, it helps. How many would agree? I mean, I would rather have a lot of money than no money, right? Or always tight, and, I, and that's wonderful, but I want my marriage together. I want my kids to want to be around me. I want, I, <laughs> right? I mean, your kids can come around you if they're expecting an inheritance, but that doesn't mean they're in love with you. Am I right? There's a lot of kids out there, guys, that don't want nothing to do with their parents. It doesn't need to be that way. It can be changed. How? By the law of sowing and reaping. Now, that means that we might have to look at our own life and say, hmm, what do I need to do in my life to change that? That means we might have to reinvestigate how we live our life and what we're doing. But the fact is we can sow seeds that will eventually come back to us, that harvest will come back to us. And so I don't want to get ahead of myself But the fact is, we need to get a hold of the fact that all of our life, everything that we're doing, the law of sowing and reaping has been working in our life, and what we need to do is just realize that. Come to the place that everything in my life didn't just happen. The Bible says, the curse causeless shall not come. There's a purpose and a reason certain things happen. Don't just leave it out there. And don't say, well, God did it. No, God's not the one that sowed the seed. (laughs) You sowed the seed. You did these things. People say, well, I just, you just don't understand my life. No, you just don't understand the principle of the Word of God. Just start changing those seeds and you'll start changing the direction of your life. But you can't say, well, I sowed. I was real nice and I forgave someone. Okay. But why don't you just live the lifestyle of forgiveness? And so you're sowing that seed every person you run into, every situation, every circumstance. Then what's going to begin to happen? you got this harvest building up. See, just because you go out and sow one time doesn't necessarily mean a week later you're going to receive the harvest. And besides that, if you just sow the first time, usually that's a smaller situation but if you keep on sowing what what does the bible say cast the bread finish it up for me on the water what's going to happen it'll just keep well it not one it's going to keep on coming back you keep on casting and what happens eventually you're living a lifestyle of this eventually you're going to get to the point that you've sown so many seeds behind you in the past that your future's set that doesn't mean you ever stop You understand me? But what I'm trying to say is we're talking about right now impacting our future. We're talking about I want to make a difference for the rest of the year. So that means I have to start changing some things now. And if I'll continue to do those things, I'm going to see those things change eventually. They will change. Why? We have God's word on it. You're sowing, as we mentioned, all the time, whether you realize it or not. The Bible, like we talked about in Galatians 6, talked about sowing to the flesh and sowing to the Spirit. 
This applies on the spiritual level. If you sow to everything your flesh wants, what does that mean? That means that what my eyes see, <laughs> what my tongue tastes, what my ears hear, what my, my body touches, what you know, so on and so forth with my five physical senses, I give in to every single time, well, what's going to happen? Those things are not producing good things in me. Therefore, the Bible says you're going to reap corruption. You're going to reap that flesh. It's going to come back to you, and it's not going to be good. But he's saying that if you'll sow to the Spirit, if you'll sow to feeding your Spirit on a consistent daily level, if you'll pray consistently and and, and get in connection with the Lord and fellowship with Him daily, if you'll walk in love, if you'll sow mercy, if you'll help people, if if you look at your life and say, these are the characteristics I would like to see in my life coming toward me, then that's what I'm doing outward. You understand? How many like help when you need it? You're going to move or something, you know, and everybody's not available all of a sudden. You know, I mean, what I'm trying to say is look at your life and think about the things that, you know, I really need help in this, 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 and then this. Start sowing those seeds and that will come back to you. Well, spiritually speaking, again, we can be fruitful and multiply, so to speak, in our spiritual life of the Lord if we'll focus on feeding the spiritual part of us and not so much or kind of starving or neglecting the, the flesh side of us, the flesh desires, okay? We can grow and expand. Some of you might say, well, man, I'd like to be as close to the Lord as I see so-and-so. I would love to hear God that close. I would love to always know the direction I'm supposed to go and be confident of it. Well, that's all that is, is what? Sowing to the Spirit. The more you do that, the more you'll grow and increase in it. And the thing with God is there's never, there never comes a, a cap, there never comes, this is as far as you can go. You know how you might work at a place to say, in your position, the maximum amount of money you can make is this. In the kingdom of God, it doesn't work that way. You just go and go and go and go and go. I mean, there's just no ending to it. I mean, if you said, man, you know what? One of my goals is I want to sow on top of everything. I want to sow $10,000 next year. I just want to sow it. I'm not talking about your tithes because your tithes is who? It belongs to the Lord, right? So that's, that's God's, okay? But I'm talking about, I just want to give. I just want to sow $10,000. And for some people, that might, might as well be a billion. <laughs> What's the difference between 10000 and a billion if you only have 2000 right? But the point I'm making is, do they just sit around waiting for that to come in? Or what? If I want my finances to increase, then what do I do? I begin to, what? Sow more in my finances, so God has something to work with to increase and multiply me. And I keep on moving towards that. See, we could increase every year. You say, well, you just don't understand where I work at. This is blah, blah, blah. You go ahead and say that. Go ahead and limit yourself by that. Is God limited by your job? The Bible says that all things are possible for those who believe, except for those who work at Come on now, guys. Don't put God in a box. Amen? The problem is that's how we see things. How am I to know? If you're going to put God in a box, then put him in a big box. You know what I'm saying? Expand your box. You know, expand your horizons. Amen? (laughs) Listen to me carefully. This is exactly, when we talk about the law of sowing and reaping, exactly why we are to love one another as Jesus loves us. 
we reap what we sow. So if we'll treat each other the way we want to be treated, if we'll love each other the way we want to be treated, then what's going to happen? We are going to begin to see that in our life. But guess who? You can't say, well, I'll do it when they do it. Won't work. You want to, how many would love to have a better marriage than you have now? You better raise your hand. You're in trouble one way or the other. Now, how many want to have a better marriage than you have right now? My wife, first one to put up her hand. You know, I want to have a better marriage. Well, now, can I wait for Lisa? If I want to do something and I want to see her treat me better, can I just wait for her to do something? No. What I do is I start sowing the seeds. And it might be six months, but I keep on sowing and I keep on sowing and I keep on sowing. Eventually, it's going to come back. How do I know that works for me? Well, I've been married a long time now, relative, okay? And I know this. Do you know that my wife is more like me and I'm more like her in a lot of ways than we were when we were younger? Now, why is that? The seeds she'd sown, the seeds I've sown. And in other words, she is treating me like I would treat her. And I'm treating her like she would treat me in a lot of ways. Do you understand that? Why? Law of sowing and reaping. I mean, think about it now. And I'm smart enough to know that I ain't going to get her to change like that by talking to her. How many have, have got that in your head yet? All right. I mean, you've been married a long time to realize, did you know that just having that conversation doesn't, if I just nag my wife or I, or I nag my husband, vice versa, in that, that, that doesn't change anything. How many would agree? You know, but what does change everything is behavior and words. Eventually that will begin to change things. Amen. We reap what we sow. Now there's five principles to the harvest we all need to understand in order to benefit, maximum benefit from the law of seed time and harvest. Five simple uh, principles I want you to get a hold of. Write these down. Number one, you only reap what you sow. <laughs> in other words, you could say it this way. No seed, no harvest. Right? You have to sow. So in other words, you only reap what you sow. No seed, no harvest. So in other words, sow on purpose. Be thoughtful about what you're sowing. Think about it, you know. But the fact is, you cannot expect a harvest on something you didn't sow. That is the, that's a problem with believers. See, we're expecting supernatural, wonderful, good things to happen to us all the time. But what are we sowing? Not those things. We're sowing time into the television. We're sowing time into doing our favorite hobby. We're sowing time into this and we're sowing time into that. But we're expecting the supernatural, great, wonderful harvest of healing and prosperity and wonder and amazement and so many different things. But yet, what are we sowing? Ask yourself that in your own life. What am I sowing towards the Spirit of God to expect these things? What's that thing, the definition of insanity? Doing the same things over and over and expecting different results. Man, I don't understand why I'm not prospering. I tithe and I, I give. Yeah, you've been giving the exact same amount for the last five years. So you're, you're, you're like, what's that noise the uh, thing makes when you're dying? You know, your heartbeat. <laughs> Just picture that in your life, you know. You might have gone up, you've gone up and I'm up and all of a sudden for five years. Why? Because you're not, doing, you're not increasing it any. Does that make sense? Why is it every time you talk about money, everybody gets quiet? It's like, shut up, preacher. Don't talk about that area. 
But it is a fact. I know in my own life, I've seen this work time and time again, and I had to put the pressure on myself. Lord, I want increase. And I would hear, way down. Well, then start it, son. Way down here, start it. You have to initiate. Well, Lord, I want to be blessed. I want to bless you, son, but you've got to give me something to work with. You, if you want more than you had before, then you're going to have to do something that you weren't doing before. Does everybody get that? How could a farmer, oh Lord, bless my crop, give me X amount of times more. Can he expect that if he only sowed half as much as what he planned on? He's not going to get it. Why? He didn't sow it. And so in other words, do you see the power that's in your hands? It's in your hands. Do something with it. All you have to do is make a decision in faith that I'm going to do something that I want to increase. Whatever that area is, begin to sow in that area and you'll see that area change. The second principle, number two, the seed determines the type of harvest. So in other words, we know this, <laughs> right? Apples don't produce oranges. So in other words, what is, this, what is the harvest you're looking for? That's the seed you need to sow. The seed determines the type of harvest. Number three, there is a time to reap. There is a time to reap or a time to harvest. Galatians 6, 9 tells us, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. In other words, there is a time. This is where we have to exercise that old dirty word. You ready? Everybody say patience. It's a dirty word, isn't it? We don't really like that word, most of us. Patience. Sure, it's easy to tell someone else, be patient. <laughs> but it's another thing when someone tells you, shut up, I don't want to hear that. I, I, don't, I don't like that word. Well, the fact is we need to be patient. What do we do in between time? What we've been doing? Praising God, watering the seed. How do you water the seed you've sown? Praise God. Worship Him. Honor Him. Thank Him for all He's doing. Keep your life right. Keep your mouth right. Walk in love. Amen. Continue to do what you were doing that's going the right direction. And just praise God. The harvest will come in. Amen. And there will be a time to reap. You will know it. Have you ever noticed in your life that there's seasons of blessing? Have you ever noticed that? It's not like, you know, here and it just pops up all over the place. It's like it's like there's ebbs and flows. Everything is doing good, but all of a sudden it goes up. You know, there's this season of blessing. There's a the, what, what does Ecclesiastes say? There's a time to sow and a time to reap. Amen. There is a time for both. Well, my thinking is, why don't I do this? Cast my bread on all the time. And it was I'm always sowing. I'm always sowing. I'm living a lifestyle of sowing on purpose. Now, what's going to happen eventually? Eventually, harvest, 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 harvest. It's just going to keep on coming. I used to hear preachers talk about the blessing of God, like in their finances, from where they started to where they ended up in life. And they got to the point, and see, this is what we didn't understand. We thought, well, man, they just got a hold of some revelation, and from there on that, it was all good. No, they learned this principle, and they learned to sow at every opportunity. Eventually, what happened? The harvest just kept on coming back to them. Just kept on. So there was always an increase of blessing, and it steadily just kept on rising over their lifetime to some point where it just constantly comes in it's just constantly there why because of all again 
all these seeds sown in the past. Eventually, it's going to come back to you. So again, we want to change our future. What do we need to do? Start sowing. Start sowing. Amen? Number four, we always reap more than we sow. That's a principle. You always reap more than you sow. Now let me show you a couple of scriptures. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give and it will be given to you. Now look closely at this. Give and it will be given to you. Is there a sowing and a reaping going on? Right? But what do you have to start with to reap? you got to give. Everybody say give. Now, this is not implying, guys, just money. Don't limit it to that. It's just anything in life. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, it will be put back into your bosom. Now, notice that for a moment. Good measure. So it's, it's a good measure of it. Then it's pressed down. It's shaken together. What are we doing? We're making sure there's no air gaps in between here, right? We want, we want that thing filled with whatever the blessing is. I don't want to have a bunch of fluff, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many would rather have a... Well, take anything in life... And when, if it's something you really like and it's good, you want to just say, could you shake that again? <laughs> Put a little bit more in there, you know. I, don't want, I want no air, you know. I want whatever that goody is that you like. I want the maximum amount. That's what God is saying. I really do believe angels are going to work on your behalf, pressing it down, shaking it together. I, I, you need to see this. Is this God's word? Is this the truth? Is it the truth? Because if you really believed it, boy, I think we'd be acting on it a whole lot more. Jesus himself said, give, and it will be given back to you. And then he said, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, it'll come back to your bosom. Now, look how it says here. This is important. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So in other words, what what are we talking about measure? Think about it this way in a generosity thing. I got $500 on me, all right? And I got it all broken down. You know, I got 10s and 20s and 5s and so on and so forth, maybe a couple hundred. And I have this $500 and the Lord begins to deal with me about giving to someone. And so I I say, okay, Lord, what what do you want to do? And he just kind of leaves it wide open. Okay, believe it or not, the Lord does that sometimes. He'll just leave it wide open, whatever you want to do. And so I, I, I'm looking at it thinking, now, what would a generous person do? Would a generous person reach in to those 500 available dollars and pull out a dollar and give that away? Would that, how many of you would consider that measured good? Would everybody agree? That's being an El Cheapo, man. I mean, everybody say Cheapo. Right? Some might say, well, I thought it was good. Maybe back in 1800s. But in how many know a dollar isn't going to do anything? You can't buy a loaf of bread with a buck. I mean, nothing. And so what would be more generous? What would, somebody give me an amount out of the 500. Jack, give me an amount. 100? That could be reasonably generous. What would be more generous? Yeah. So in other words, what I think of in my heart, Okay, as as the Lord laid on my heart to give, if I give it with a big measuring cup, 
A big measuring cup might be a couple hundred compared to the dollar or the five dollars or something like that. The Bible says that is the same way it will be measured back to you. So if you're a generous, overflowing giver, how is it when God speaks to someone who's ultimately it's going to come back more, how do you want God, how do you want that person to open their wallet to you? Do you want them? They could be a billionaire, but they say, here's a dollar. Now, what is the billionaire capable of doing? Man, he could drop me a million and wouldn't even notice it, right? It wouldn't be anything. So what I'm trying to say is that's what Jesus is saying. How you measure it, how you give it out, it's going to come back to you in the same way. You're going to get more than you gave, but the level is based on how you gave it. Everybody follow me on that? So what is it saying? I'm getting the hint, be generous, because that's the way you want it coming back to you. I don't want someone being tight-fisted when they bless me back. Amen? He's giving us a hint. Isn't Jesus saying, think about it this way. This is the way he's saying it. I have some exciting news, guys. This will really change your life. All right? So here's what you do. Ready? All right, give, and it will be given back to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. It will be given back to your bosom. For with the same measure that you give it, it will come back to you. Now think about it that way. What is he saying? Use a big measuring cup. (laughs) Because that's how you want it coming back to you. Do you see this? It's all up to you. If somebody wasn't happy with the blessings they get in their life, maybe they should consider the measuring cup they're using when they spread it out. (laughs) Why it's so quiet in here? All right, moving on. All right, number five. Oh, oh, let me give you one more scripture for number four. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But this I say, he who, again, this is reinforcing this. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Does this imply everybody's giving? Everybody's sowing, Right? But the level of what they're doing, does anywhere in here in these scriptures, does it mention a specific amount against someone else? No. No. You see, $1,000 to one person is not the same as $1,000 to another person. Some person, they might have $50,000 sitting in an account. They could write a check any moment they want, and it wouldn't bother them at all. Another person, man, they might have had to save up for five, six, seven, eight. Three months to get that thousand. So does that person who saved up for three months, does that thousand mean a whole lot more than the person who's got, can just write it at any moment? Do you see the difference? God is not focused on the amount you gave. It really comes back to what's left over. You all understand that. When you think about the principle in this, the principle of generosity is based on what you are capable of, not against someone else. All right, it's you personally. That's how it, you look at it. So both are sowing, but one is sowing sparingly and one is sowing bountifully. One reaps sparingly, one reaps bountifully. Are we in control? Say with me, I am in complete control. So all we have to do again is what? Change something. Change our attitude, change the way we approach things, and we could change a lot of our life. Number five, principle number five, the seed must cost you something. The seed must cost you something. There has to be a sacrifice 
on the sower's part. The seed, in other words, must die to the person sowing it in order to germinate. It must die. And so there's got to be a sacrifice on your part. There's a story in the Old Testament in 2 Samuel 24, if you want to write it down. King David wanted to offer burnt offerings to the Lord. And he was in a situation where he wasn't in his normal environment. And so the, the person who owned all the stuff he basically needed offered to give it to the king. That was generous, right? But the king refused. It said, no, I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord. In other words, I'm not going to give anything to the Lord that does not cost me something. If it doesn't cost me something, it's worthless. Everybody understand? It's easy to give something that you don't care about. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's easy to give the thing that you don't care about that's meaningless. You can go in the garage and pick four or five things. I don't care about that, 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 that. And just give them away easy. How many of you know it's harder to give something you really enjoy? It's harder to give. <laughs> and some of us enjoy money. <laughs> it's hard to give something you enjoy. It's hard to give away something. That's what he's talking about. The seed must have a sacrifice to it. it it's it's got to have a price to it, so to speak. It's got to mean something to you. Amen? So those are five principles of the harvest. Real quickly, I'll read, read them over. You only reap what you sow. The seed determines the type of harvest. There is a time to reap or harvest. We always reap more than we sow, and the seed must cost you something. All right. Now, as I said earlier, there's a lot of Christians, the first thought in mind when it comes to the law of sowing and reaping is they think about money. And that's okay, but there's so much more to life than just money. On the other side, they only think of the negative side of law of sowing and reaping. What I mean is, remember when you were told, remember, you reap what you sow before you did something wrong. So their idea was to what? And this happens probably a lot more in Christians who hear the term a lot. But they, they, it was used in a negative way to put your arm behind your back. Remember, you reap what you sow, so behave, do the right thing. It was only used in a negative way to harness maybe a child to do something. And that's how they think about it. They think, oh yeah, the law of sowing and reaping. And they, they look at it, listen to me, the, God's design is that the law of sowing and reaping be a blessing in your life, not a curse. And a lot of times we look at the negative side. Yeah, you reap what you sow. You're in control. No one is making you sow whatever. <laughs> You're in control. So you could say from now on, you know what? From now on, for the rest of my life, I will always sow seeds of forgiveness. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sow them easy. They're not going to have to, they're, I'm not going to have to be rattled about it. I'm not going to have to spend hours thinking about it. I am going to be a forgiving person. I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm not going to have to have any time to get over something. I just choose to live that way. And so I do it by faith in Jesus' name. I'm not moved by what I feel. And I constantly sow those seeds real fast, real easy, very generous, running over. Now, what's eventually going to happen to me? Eventually in my life, it's going to be easier to deal with relationships and people. And when I make mistakes, and how many know you will, <laughs> it'll be a lot easier to get over them. It'll be, you follow me? It's going to come back to you. If, you. if you like the idea of people being generous to you, which I hope you do, you know, how many of you, we refer to this, this is not in the Bible, okay, the word Pentecostal handshake, okay? 
Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now, what I'm talking about is, it's just a term that came up. You could use any background. But the idea is that somebody would pass you some money, and they don't want any credit for it. They might not even want you to know who gave it. They might give it to someone else and say, would you give this to so-and-so over there? Or they just slip it by you, and they're not trying to get credit. They're not trying to be out in the open. They're just trying to be a blessing. Anybody ever receive anything like that from someone else? No, don't put your hand up because that might embarrass someone. My point is, I've received a lot of them. But guess what I've done? (laughs) I've sowed a lot of them. You understand what I'm saying? And see, here's the deal. It doesn't have to be that way, okay? I'm just giving a principle here. Is that people don't... I'll have people who have said, Man, I just don't understand, man. It seems like people just walk up and give you money. And I've had people actually tell me that. And I don't mean just in a church setting either. I'm talking about many different situations. It's like they just look to give to you. I said, I know. <laughs> Praise God, I've got a good daddy, amen? And I, and I, but see, w- and what I'll share with them is, is that I'm always sowing. I'm always looking for opportunities to sow. I'm always looking for that, 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 the way to release the life of God. That's why I want increase in my life. So I can what? Give more. Amen? And then it comes back more. Then I can give more. And it comes back more. And I can give more. See, I don't want to live at a certain thing. I want to be able to do what God tells me to do at a moment's notice. What if God just told you, to, to you're, you're standing across at Burger King, about to order your whatever, we won't tell anybody, Whopper, extra fries, whatever, and you're ordering it, and you just want to give the guy across the counter a $50 bill. Does that sound crazy? Does it? Why not? The only reason you don't is because $50 has some value to you. And see, but what if you can get financially to the point that you got so much coming in from what you're reaping that it's, it almost overtakes what you make in a week? In other words, you're living off what you've reaped, not so much off your weekly income or, or monthly income. And I, some of you are looking at me like, is that possible? Yes. We say, well, that's only for preachers. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's available. How many, how, listen, did Jesus say give and what? Everybody say it with me. Give and it will be given back to you. Everybody say give and it will be given back to you. One more time. Give, and it will be given back to you. Can you make this work on your behalf? Can you set your sights on, I want triple the income that I'm making now over the next couple of years. Three, four, whatever. You make a goal, and then what do you do? You know, you've heard, some of you have heard this before. Before your ship comes in, so we all like our ship coming in, what do you got to do? You're going to have to send a ship out. You understand what I'm saying? It may, it's not the same size, but you have to start where you're at. That means what? If I want generosity to come towards me, what do I got to do? I got to be generous outwards. Guys, I'm not trying to impact the offering. I'm not, I'm not, I want you to understand that. But I, do, do you not see the power in this that God gave us? It is a blessing to us, the law of seed, time, and harvest. We can literally change our lives with it. A seed is a miracle. I want you to think about that tiny seed. Take an acorn. I mean, there's zillions of them right outside my oak tree. Okay? All over the place. 
I mean, we got a virtual zoo of squirrels living in that thing, okay? And because uh, you hear them running across the, the roof and jumping over on the branch in front. But that little acorn, ginormous tree. I mean, just out of that little seed. Now, see, this is the remarkable thing that God set in motion. All that power and ability lying dormant until what? Until it is sown. You have so much power, so much ability in your lives, but for many of you, it's lying dormant. You've stored the seeds in your life, and you have not sown them. And that's why you have not seen the harvest to the level that you'd like to in your life. And it could be in any area of life, guys. God has blessed us. You might say, well, my seed is too small. It's insignificant. A little skill, a little time, a little amount of money. Listen to me. Sow it in faith and let the power of God's word, the spiritual law of sowing and reaping, go to work for you. Quit trying to work so hard on your own. Let the word of God work for you. David Ingalls, he has a song, and he says in there, part of the chorus, it's in your hands, you hold a miracle. Turn it to him, and he'll make it what you want it to be. I'm telling you, you got so much power, so much ability in those seeds in your life. And you might say, what do I got to sow? You got all kinds of things you can sow. All kinds of things you can sow. And the fact is, is that you can change the course of your life with it. So what I'm encouraging us this morning is to work with the principles that govern the law of sowing and reaping. You can change and overcome every difficulty in your life. Now, I asked you earlier, how many of you have some things in your life you'd like to see changed? Raise your hand. Every hand ought to go up. My Lord, unless you're perfect, you know. I mean, I got all kinds of things I can improve. There are a lot of good things in my life, but I want them better than they are now. Well, then it's in my hands. I have to do something with it. You can grow and increase spiritually, become healthier in your body, financial. You can sow words of life. Amen? Words of health. That's sowing, guys, and you'll reap it in your life. You can improve and recharge relationships. So I want to give you three principles to live by. Ready? Three simple principles. And just apply this in life in general. Number one, sow your best. When you sow, sow your best. No matter what you're doing, sow your best. Number two, give to God first. Give to God first. The same principle, put God first. And number three, be generous. Just be generous in life. No matter what it is. If you'll do those three things, sow your best, give to God first, and be generous, if you apply these things now, you're already going to see a change. Sow on purpose, amen? I want to end with one last scripture, and I want you to look at this with me. Proverbs 11, verses 24 through 25. See the principle here. There is one who scatters, yet increases more. There is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Do you see how wackadoo that is compared to the world system? Isn't the world system just the opposite? Keep it, store it, hide it. <laughs> you know, to do something with it that you can control. Yet, this is Tom up. There's one who scatters, he's scattering seed, yet he increases. Yet, the guy who withholds more than his right, who's stingy, what happens to him? He goes broke. That's opposite the world. Now look at this. The same scripture in the New Living Translation says, Give freely and become more wealthy. 
Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. Why? Well, God's going to take it from the stingy person and give it to the person who's freely giving. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Amen? I'm telling you, God is so good to us. Amen? Isn't God good to us? He gave us a plan and a system that, that is such a blessing to us, and all we have to do is what? Work the system. Amen.